listening to the Real Life Church Podcast. To learn more about Real Life Church, including our gathering times in Yuma, Arizona, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com. Good morning. As I mentioned before, Bob's not here. Um, Just a funny story before we begin. Friday evening, 8.30, I look at my phone, and Pastor Bob texted me a message. I just landed in Phoenix. I'm sick. Can you lead on Sunday? So (laughs) I got to tell you, God's got a sense of humor, doesn't he? But, you know, interestingly enough, um, I had been praying recently, and I would say, God, make me available. Make me available. That's a good prayer to pray, right? Until you get that text on Friday evening. (laughs) But anyways, that's a good prayer to pray. But you know what? God's going to try you in that area to see if you're serious about it. And so I am thankful that that's uh, what he has done. You know, you've heard the saying, uh, be careful what you ask for because you might get it. Well, I like the biblical uh, phraseology in that, is be careful what you pray for because God might grant it. And so he's granted it today. I'm here. I'm available. And so you know what? I'm excited to to see what's going to happen. Like I said, I want this to be a profitable time for all of us. And so excited to be here and get started. So if, if you remember... Uh, The last two Sundays, we've spoken upon who needs Christmas. So we're going to continue on that theme of who needs Christmas. If you remember two weeks ago, it was who needs Christmas. uh, And I think the message, the theme of that was that the world needs Christmas. Amen? Amen. The world needs Christmas. We think of uh, John 3.16, probably the most famous uh, verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world. And so we, we see that who needs Christmas? The world needs Christmas. And then last week, Don Vickers shared with us his message, uh, continuing on the theme of who needs Christmas, and we found out that God needed Christmas. And that's true because God needed to present to the world Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world. And so God needed Christmas to happen, and God worked it out in his infinite plan to bring Jesus Christ uh, down in the form of a baby who was crucified, buried, and rose again for the sins of mankind. And so that brings us to today. Um, We're going to focus on who needs Christmas, and of course, you can see right there, you and I need Christmas. So that's going to be the theme of today's message of who needs Christmas. You and I need Christmas. Would you, would you agree to that? You and I do need Christmas. Um, when we think about Christmas, you know, we think about friends, family, uh, loved ones, the gathering together to celebrate the holidays and so forth and so on. And food is one of the things that we uh, share together with our families, presents, um, but I think a lot of times we, we miss 
the true meaning of Christmas because we've allowed it to become such a commercialized holiday, haven't we? We seem to be so busy during this particular time of of the year. Um, It's just a constant go, 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 go. And we don't pause to truly reflect upon the meaning of Christmas. And so all of those things, friends, family, loved ones, lights, cookies, tamales, all of those things, hey, those are all good things, aren't they? But and, and, And there's nothing wrong with any of them. But if we allow those things to become our focus instead of our focus upon Jesus Christ, then they become bad things. So the most important thing about Christmas is Jesus. And we all need Jesus. So if the most important thing about Christmas is Jesus, and we all need Jesus, then the answer to the question, who needs Christmas? You and I need Christmas. And then the question would be asked, obviously, well, why do you and I need Christmas? And so last week, uh, Don Vickers kind of took us back to Genesis chapter 3 and just briefly shared some things. But I think that's a good starting point again for us this week because it's going to lay the groundwork uh, for finding out the true reason why we need Christmas. And so go to Genesis chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 1 through 15, and we'll talk briefly about those. And Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was, a ple- was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field, on your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity, or put war, between you and the woman, 
and between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And so we see right here in Genesis chapter 3, the fall of man with Adam and Eve. And so just think about this for a second. I mean, God had prepared a beautiful place for Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden. They had everything that they needed, everything that they wanted. Everything was theirs to enjoy. They had a perfect life. They were tasked with uh, taking charge of the garden and tending the garden. They had fellowship with God. And God told them that they were able to eat freely of any tree in the garden except for one. They were not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if they ate of that particular tree, God said that they would die. And so we see in these verses that Adam and Eve, they sinned and they rebelled against God. And because of that, sin and death entered the world. So, And Adam's rebellion, Adam's sin has affected us, has it not? So some would say, well, I don't think that's fair that God would hold me accountable for some of the things that Adam did. And they think that, well, I would have done a, a, perhaps a, a better job at making the right choices. Can I just honestly tell you that we probably would have made the same, if not worse, choices than what Adam did? So don't go blaming it on Adam. If you, if you have an issue with, with us being held accountable for sin and, and falling under uh, the sin of Adam, then take it up with God, because he's the one that has said this is the way it is. Amen? And so we see that Adam's rebellion affected us, and we look in Romans uh, chapter 5 and verse 12, and it says, Therefore, just as through one man, that would be Adam, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, for that all have sinned. And so... One of the reasons we need Christmas is because we're sinners, aren't we? Praise God that most of us, I don't know the, the, the spiritual climate of everyone in the room today, but I do know probably uh, I can say with a pretty uh, degree of certainty that most everyone in, in here is saved, amen? And so we're still sinners, but we're saved by the grace of God. Praise God for that. So we need Christmas because we are sinners. Romans 3.23 says, for the wages of sin is what? Death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What's a gift? It's something that someone gives, isn't it? There has to be a giver. There also has to be a receiver. We are the receivers. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your, your personal Lord, your personal Savior, we are the receivers. When you get a gift uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's Christmas, um, Lee, you're going to get, get a gift tomorrow? You, you're going to not open it? She's not getting you one? <laughs> 
Well, then maybe I better ask somebody else then. So. <laughs> but if by chance she does buy you a gift, you're going to open it, aren't you? So in, in the, the getting of a gift, we have to receive it, but we also have to open it, don't we? And in receiving and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have been set free from the penalty of sin. And so, like I said, Romans 6.23 tells us there's a penalty to pay for our sin um, and, and our rebellion against Jesus Christ. And that would be spiritual death, because if you recall in the, the story of Adam and Eve, they ate from the, the, the tree that they weren't supposed to eat from, but they didn't die immediately, did they? So it wasn't a physical death, it was a spiritual death. Now, we know that our bodies are ultimately going to decay and we're going to die, but if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you're spiritually alive today, amen? amen. Praise God for that. So, the penalty for our sin and rebellion is death. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When we sin, we face God's wrath as punishment for our disobedience. But Jesus came to do what? To save us from the wrath of God. Amen? Let me just read these verses right here, verses 6 through 11 from Romans chapter 5. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That was you and me. That was you and me. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified, and that word justified right there just means we've been made right with God. By his blood, by whose blood? The blood of Christ. How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, that's what we were before we came to Christ, we were his enemy, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only in, is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Praise God for that. And, and, and that word reconcile, you know, there's a lot of big words, redemption, reconcile, so forth. All that means simply is the end of the estrangement between God and humanity. And it was all done through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen? So we see reason number two that we need Christmas is because we needed a Savior to save or to rescue us from God's wrath and the penalty our disobedience brings upon us. So we needed a, a Savior to save us and to rescue us. So what's another reason that we need Jesus Christ or that we need Christmas? is for the forgiveness of our sins. Ephesians Chapter 1 and verse 7 says, In Him, in Jesus Christ, we have redemption 
through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. God riches at Christ's expense. Amen? That's what that's all about right there. In him we have redemption through his blood. And here's another big word. Redemption is the work of Jesus Christ on our behalf where he purchases us at the price of his own life, securing our deliverance from the bondage and condemnation of sin. That's what that word redemption means right there. So in him, in Jesus Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And that's the third reason that we need Christmas. In preparing, I was thinking of this thought, 1 John 1, 9. Many of you know that verse right there. It says, if we are faithful and just, or he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, if we confess our sins and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness, amen? That's a good verse for a believer. That's a good verse for a non-believer. You can be used it either way. And you know what? I, be, I believe that, hey, we as believers, we need, to, we need to keep that sin list short, don't we? We need to be confessing our sin on a, on a daily basis. So you know what? Don't lose sight of the fact that, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm forgiven. Um, Jesus Christ has forgiven me of my sins. He's bore my sin, my shame, my guilt. But I need to also confess my sins on a daily basis because I don't know about you. I know about me, and my wife knows about me. But you know what? I sin, and I need to make sure that I'm in, in the, the habit, in the business of confessing those sins. Amen? We need to be doing that. And so that brings us to reason number four, that we need Christmas. And, and I like this particular part of the message right here. We need Christmas to give us hope for living in this world today and beyond. Would you agree with that? So let me ask you a question. How many need hope today? How, you know, we, we, we live in, in troubling times, don't we? These times uh, that we face on a, a daily basis, they're, they're not uh, getting any easier. Things are not getting better. Are they? So we're faced with all kinds of issues on a daily basis. We have family issues. We have relationship issues. We have money issues. We have health issues. We have trials, tribulations, temptations that we go through in everyday life. People are, 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 are feeling depressed. People are feeling despondent. People are, people are feeling hopeless. And sadly, many of them claim the name of Jesus Christ. Many of them feel hopeless. 1 Peter 1.3 Listen to what this says. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope 
a living hope. If you're a believer, your hope is not dead. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have a living hope because our living hope is the person of Jesus Christ. Amen? So he has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Are you going to live like that today? I trust that we will because that's how God wants us to live. So, so, so we find that this reason number four, we need Christmas to give us hope for living in this world and beyond. Uh, it's for today. The living hope is Jesus Christ. And in the next world, as a believer, Jesus Christ is our hope then as well, isn't he? Look at what it says right here in Titus 1 and, and verse 2. It says, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, if God were able to lie, that would go against his, his, his character. God cannot lie. And what did he do? He promised before time began. So eternal life has been promised to those that believe in Jesus Christ. When? Before time began. How far back does that go? Do you ever think about that? How far back does that go? goes back a long way, doesn't it? So in, in closing, I just want to read one other verse in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16, 16 through 18, and, and we read that together as a church body. How about that? I would love to do that. So we read this right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Um, starting in verse 16 and reading through uh, verse 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Amen. So, and let me just say, you know, if, if you're dealing and struggling with any, we all struggle, don't we? We all have issues that we're dealing with. But you know what? If we have Jesus Christ as our living hope, you have, you have the person you need to see you through those problems. Amen and amen. So, let's live it out today. Let's remember the true reason for Christmas. It's not the lights. It's not the, the food. It's not the gatherings. It's not the buying of gifts, the this and the that. It's about Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. Amen? That's the true reason. My, my hope, my prayer is, is that we will remember that today and tomorrow and moving on into the future. Every day is the day that we live for Jesus Christ. And you know what? You, many of you have already made a decision for Jesus Christ. Praise God for that. But I don't know. There might be some in here that say, you know, this Jesus you speak of, I don't know him. But you know what? You can today. And it simply is, is very simple. It's, it's not uh, saying a prayer. 
It's not putting your faith in a prayer. It's not a, a secret handshake or anything that you have to do. It's simply acknowledging before God, hey, I'm a sinner. I'm agreeing with what you say, God. I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness. I need a Savior. And then putting your hope and trust and confidence in the person of Jesus Christ and what he has done for you on Calvary's cross. Amen? Amen. And if that's you and you decide to make a decision for Jesus Christ, hey, what an awesome Christmas gift that is for you. Amen? If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com or download the Real Life Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Real Life Church Podcast.